Hey, Coach Sean Castro here, and welcome to our first episode of the Fitness Podcast. We don't have a name for it yet, so uh, we're just going to start with that. And joining me is... Coach Celeste. Hello, everyone. Coach Celeste is here with us. And what we're going to be sharing with you for this topic today is we're going to not only talk a lot about uh, January goals and, you know, New Year's resolutions and all that fun stuff and how you can get results, but also, more importantly, my three simple steps to reach any goal at any given time, especially during the New Year's rush. So before we go into those, uh, I wanted to highlight Coach Celeste because <laughs> she has a very, very important date that has uh, just passed for her. Yes, very and important. We're going to celebrate it with you today. So Celeste, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone the big news? Yes, the big news is that today, January 11th, 2015, is my one-year anniversary of maintaining my weight. It is huge for me. So last year... I made my goal, um, which I had kind of figured out different ways, but my goal at the time was 128 pounds, and I actually am, as of today, 123.6. So I have lost a total of 70 pounds, and I am so proud of myself because in a way I feel like this is kind of a new birthday for me because I kind of was reborn to what I've always thought of myself as. Um, I, even though I'm at this number goal, I feel like I am myself again. So it is a number. It's a date on the calendar. I kind of feel real reborn, um, and I'm back to Celeste of who I used to be. So awesome. So, I'm so excited. A whole <laughs> year actually, maintained. And, yeah, big thing for me. I still kept those big clothes, but this is a big thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of those clothes. So we're going to um, see how these uh, – success principles apply to her and her journey, how she used them. But um, I'm just going to ask her a number of questions and she's going to share her a little bit more of her journey. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's a few tips you can pick up along the way. So make sure you're taking notes on this. So why don't you go ahead and just share where you were before joining as far as what you had tried, what, what your state was mentally, physically, health-wise, and then your journey, you know, training here and, and where you are today. Yeah. Okay. My my big word is I was in denial. I was in denial that I was healthy. I was eating healthy. I was in denial that I was gaining weight. I kept having to buy bigger sizes. I felt terrible about myself. It was a downward sp spiral. But the big thing was I was in such denial of where I was. Um, and, you know, every year come January, as we are again in January, um, I would say, oh, I'm going to be healthier this year. But I never really defined what that was for me. And, in fact, the year that I started losing the weight, um, I, it was the January. I was going to lose weight again and didn't do anything until I went home for spring break and saw my parents and saw my mom and realized my destiny was to be my mom the way she is as she is now large, very hippie, overweight, um, not looking healthy at all. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am the only person who can control myself. And I had to make that choice then and there. Was I going to continue to look like my mom or was I going to look like Celeste that I kept thinking I would see in the mirror, but I'm like, that's not me. That's, it doesn't look like me. I kept thinking of myself in my head is very different. So 
that's kind of where I was. Um, and I didn't want to feel so terrible anymore. And I knew I had to make a change. And I, I made a big decision with a friend. We went to Weight Watchers and weighed in. And it was the heaviest number I'd ever seen on a scale. It was 193.6 to be exact, um, which was so crazy because I needed to buy size 20s. That's something else. I was to the point where I was in size 18 woman petite and I was needing to buy the next size. I'm like, I'm not going to invest any more money in bigger, bigger, bigger clothes. So um, I really had to rein in all the denial that I had had in my head. <laughs> it was a lot. So. So what were you pretty scared just going in and taking the first step to go into Weight Watchers? Yes, because it was going to admit to me that I was really overeating. I mean, like big time overeating. But I thought I wasn't overeating. I thought I was eating just fine. But when I was given the number of points that I was supposed to eat, which was 26 right off the bat, which most people are given way more than 26, I, again, was really mad. I thought, you know, what, why me having 26 points, which is ends up being the minimum number of points you can eat. Um, why me that I had few points? But in the reality is, I once I figured out how to eat in 26 points, that I could eat 26 points through till last year when I got to my maintenance. So it was Your belief good. went up. Yeah, my belief went up because, oh my gosh, I, once I started eating 26 points, I started losing weight, which was really not as much food as you would think. It was not much food. Because sure. my choices were not good choices. But it's part but. of the system, and the system does the Weight Watcher system. Um, I, I have my opinions on it, but as yes, you know, I do too, it, but. it will help the scale go down for someone yeah. that has weight to lose, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk more about like that fear that you had when you came in, because it doesn't matter if you're walking to Weight Watchers, you're walking right. into Lifetime Fitness, you're walking into <laughs> my gym, right. Action Fitness. Is that normal? for someone to be terrified out of their mind and should they still do it and why? Yes. Okay. So I was terrified the first time I met with you, John. Um, and I thought so little of myself that, you know, I actually went and I hadn't even shaved my legs or anything. And I was like trying desperately to get my biggest exercise shorts over my thighs. And I had to wear like these compression shorts to get them on. And then we had so to take measurements, right? We had to take measurements. And, and I remember oh God. to this day... And I'm like, this is what I thought in my head. I'm like, it cannot get any worse than this. Like, this is it. This is my rock bottom. This guy is here to help me. I'm, I'm like reaching out because I couldn't do anything myself. I had tried a million things. I had um, tried DVDs at home. I had tried joining Gold's Gym. I had tried running. I had tried, like, I felt like I tried everything and nothing ever worked. And I felt duped by it all. You because felt like you have been failed. Or you yes. were, or that well, you I were. Well, I couldn't failure. do it. I figured I, I don't know how to do it. So I knew I needed someone else to help me out because I clearly did not know how to do it. And every time I walked into a gym, I was like, all these meathead guys and um, a totally embarrassing story. But like, some guys would be like smiling at me, and then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh my god, I look like shit or whatever. And I wanted to be able to find a place where I didn't care what I looked like when I went to go work out. It was more about I'm here for me, not you know, wearing makeup or whatever, because I'd see a lot of other moms at the gym when I went to. The class would be so full, you would have to, like, wait in line to grab equipment, etc. Um, but, yeah, I felt like I'd been failed, and I knew I needed to find someone who 
could help me navigate for me, myself personally, with what I wanted to do, which was not to look like a bikini model. I just wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be strong in the way that I remember myself when I was back in high school, college time frame. So, yeah, it was pretty scary to walk. Especially me having to measure your calf when you hadn't shaved your legs, yeah. right? And I just was quiet. It's embarrassing that you remember that. I didn't even think about it. Well, that, honestly, I saw that a lot. Like, right. that wasn't, you just don't care. But that's the thing. I you just get to care. a point. And then you didn't tell me that you cared so much until months like, later. Months later, I'm like, oh, my God. Because, it, because another member came in to get measured. And I was like, oh, my God, don't worry. I came in with unshaven legs. They were, like, in way better shape than me. Um, but, no, seriously, I thought it can't get any worse. And you were so cool about it. You're just like, you're here to help me. It was, like, not even an emotional. It was emotional for me, but not for you. You were just, you know, here to doing my thing that's right so the the moral of the story is that there's value in investing in a coach whether that be on a large scale or a small scale absolutely and the more you invest in yourself whether time money whatever we're talking here uh, whatever you more you put into it and put like into the thing that's going to help you get there the coach usually it's going to pay off more usually, right? Right. As long as you do your part. You know, they say two heads are better than one, you know, the whole cliche thing. But it's so true because you, where your mindset is, when you're starting to lose weight, you still think that you can't do it. I mean, I still had this, like, oh, my God, I don't even know if this exercise thing will work. You know, we went through a couple of movements, and I was really bad. <laughs> I look at some of the women who come in now, and they're, like, so much better. I'm like, look, when I started doing a burpee, I had to do it on a chair. And you're already on the ground. Look how much, you know, you're already so far along in your progression, and, you know, the and it's limitless if you allow yourself. But, yes, you, you have to invest in yourself because you always put yourself last. I put myself last for years, and it only got me into a very unhealthy place, not just physically, because that's what everyone else saw, but inside. I was really depressed about the fact that I let myself become so um, so middle-aged and frumpy and mom. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't have that feeling anymore of Celeste. So what was your journey like? You started with me. And I started with you. Step by step though, right? Step by, it was slow going at first. But there's so much encouragement that I received from not only you, but the other women who were in the same boat as me. We're here because we're trying to get healthy. Um, and we celebrate each other. Um, but the coach can watch you. It's not like a coach is doing a class with you like they were in all these other, like I'm looking up at the video when I'm trying to do DVDs and I'm trying yeah. to find, figure out myself or in the, in a gym, usually the teacher is doing the class with you. They're as, as concerned about getting their workout in as they might be about yours, but the coach is actually watching you, watching your form, watching your movement, watching the weights you're using, um, making sure that you're working out to your potential because they can see it on your face. They can see it, you know, and how quickly you're moving those weights around, et cetera. Um, let's, yeah. let's look at it this way. So, yeah. like, we, we do uh, distance coaching, right? Yes. So, so this, you know, obviously we're not there helping our, our clients through that program, like watching their sets and reps as much, but – it's the idea and the concept behind the fact that there is a coach holding you accountable and there's right. a community like we have online waiting there for you, True. right? Yes. And that, that's in the magic because even like whether you're in here doing, you know, at our gym, doing personal training or taking a class, 
you still want to be independent. Like that's part of like the idea behind what we do. Okay. So yeah, let me share about that because there was a time during my journey, which I w- it was like October of 2013. So before I hit my goal and I needed to fly home to be with my mom who was in the hospital, very ill. And I thought, Oh my God, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my gym. I'm leaving my coach. But really what's so awesome about this program, which you'll definitely get because you're an assistance program, is that I felt independent about being able to work out myself. So I remembered movement. I wrote things down. I had the tools to be able to still work out when I was away from the gym. And it was functional fitness things. I would go to a playground and I could use the bars there um, that kids flip around on and do pull-ups and I could use the steps and, you know, you, you figure out how to adapt your workout and be independent. I actually felt a lot of ownership of my own self, that it wasn't tied to the gym. I felt like, oh my God, I can be independent and take care of myself. That's a big thing. I felt like I could take care of myself. I didn't have to have, the, the coach was supporting me, but I was they were taking- coaching you. They were coaching me. They weren't holding, they were- They were holding me accountable. You weren't holding, I mean, you were holding my hand, but it wasn't like you were doing it for, you weren't doing it for reps, me. wasn't literally. I'd, no. I'd, Fundamentally disagree with counting but reps. But just in general, yeah. being a woman, feeling ownership of whether it's your choices, your actions, your money, it's, always, it's a big deal for me. Um, so ownership of my own workout and my time because, you know, I could have been at her side every single second, but I knew I needed to take some time for myself. So I wake up really early in the morning and do a quick workout and then feel like at peace with myself that i took my care of myself first and then I could go and take care of my mom. Um, it's kind of like that, put the oxygen mask on first and then help the person next to you, your kid, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. And you see that honestly, like I've helped a lot of women at our gym here and online. And what the most common theme of why most moms specifically choose not to invest in themselves um, and com- make a commitment period, right? Is because they, they don't put themselves first and that's, that's probably one of the most challenging things I've, I've had to help and see a lot of women, moms in particular, overcome. Um, because, you know, you care about your kids and your family. And right. And we're that- so overwhelmed. I mean, I have two kids, husband, full-time job. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly overwhelmed. But I'm like, how did I figure out how did I have enough time, you know, or resources financially or in anything else? Because as I lost weight, I needed to, you know, get clothes. But... How did I do that? And once you make it a priority, you set your mind to think, I am going to do this. And part of it is a big deal because since I have gotten healthier, my whole family system has changed. They now, like literally, I would be the, the mom sitting on the side while the kids were playing kickball in the cul-de-sac to, I want mom on my team. They want me to play because now I'm like strong and I can run fast and I can kick the ball. And so for me, our family system has totally changed and they know I'm going to be at the gym. They know I will feel better if I have had my workout. Um, and my husband really supports because for him, he's like he got his wife back. Because I was this size, I wasn't nearly this in shape, but I was this size when he met me. And I turned into my mother. <laughs> how, how scary was it? Because there's definitely like, a, like a, a leap of faith there. Because 
you had to say, okay, I'm changing how I'm doing everything. I'm going to take time that I don't believe I have and put it into me and do the hard work, right? <laughs> that's freaking scary. That's like signing, not like signing your life away for something, but that's like, you know, taking on a, a, a big commitment. Right. Well, the for big you, thing is. How scary was that? How did it, it was terrifying, but that's how much I wanted it. Right. That's how much I wanted it. That's how much I wanted to be Celeste again. That's awesome. And that, that applies to obviously a lot of areas of life. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We're starting a gym or, you know, we're, we're starting our own personal health and fitness and wellness journey. So it's super cool. So let's continue on, on your story here. There we were. You were, you up to Annie. I Almost. remember when you fully committed that day coming into December 2013 and you jumped on board for our new personal training program. Yeah. And, and tell me what changed over the next six months, right before you became a personal trainer, um, yeah. between your own training program, your nutrition, your mindset. Yeah. My nutrition definitely shifted a lot. I, I did a lot of research. I had some friends who had tried different shakes and puddings and different stuff like that. And I wanted to make sure that wherever I went, wherever I traveled, I would be able to eat something. So my big thing is real food. Um, and I'm very big into a lot of diversity in my food, a lot of spices in my food. I'm from New Orleans and I, I love my food to have great taste. And I want also my food to be family friendly. And while my family doesn't eat everything I eat, they eat some of what I eat, and then I modify whatever else it is. But I'll tell you, my husband is loving my cooking, but he'll be the first to tell me that something is terrible. <laughs> but I made this really good taco soup, and not taco soup, um, chicken tortilla soup. And he's like, oh, you could make that again. You know, so like I love that I'm making really healthy food that I know is healthy, that I can share it with my family, and that they see the choices I'm making, especially for my daughter. Like having the nutrition, showing her good nutrition habits is very important to me for her and for her body image. She's 12 and a half. Um, I just, I find that's a gift I can give to her. Um, but anyway, so going back to nutrition and changing to personal training, I felt like as my nutrition improved because I, you know, upped my protein, I don't think I, there were probably days I didn't have hardly any protein at all. I probably had weeks that I didn't have anything green at all before. Um, and I thought it was fine. I thought it was eating healthy. All the commercials said this was a heart healthy choice. And um, the box said fat free. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe I ate that. But, um, but anyway, so as I fed myself much better, my training improved. I got stronger. Um, my muscle tone came out. I, my body composition changed. And really what happened is as my body composition changed, it's like this huge, um, your body works so much better. My metabolic rate increased and then I was able to eat even more and I was still losing weight. I mean, it was kind of a wonderful, crazy thing, but I could really feel the difference between when my body was carb burning, like sugar burning to when I went to the fat burning. I could, I could almost feel it as I got deeper into my workouts and you broke knowing. the sugar dependency yeah oh, that which was rough <laughs> we what, can talk about that what about your training program how different was it actually progressing and tracking weights on a plan over time yeah through a system that you knew worked and actually well, following through with that system how uh, yeah how much well, of a difference so did that make in your the way you look felt and your performance 
Well, it's huge. You know, as you see your results on paper, you're tracking. I mean, it's right there on paper. Um, you can see progress. Just like when you weigh in, you see progress on the paper. Now, I, I took a picture of the sticker of my, you know, one-year anniversary because you see it in black and white. You see the progress. You can, when you're, you know, lifting um, whatever pounds, you're like, oh, my gosh. I remember when I could barely pick that up. In fact, speaking of that, just uh, this past week at my training, I was doing 70-pound um, bent-over rows. And I'm like, holy moly, here I am moving 70 pounds, and that is what I lost. That was crazy. Really puts it in perspective, puts right? Puts it in, like, it's, on the barbell. It's Because your body was, was carrying that, and you weren't as strong then. Your body right. was not muscularly as strong. No, it wasn't capable. I was, so what was taking like all crap. the hit? Your joints, your back? like My um, heart. My, your heart. Your body was less efficient. Yes, yeah, terrible. But... So anyway, going back to the training program, so you, know, you feel yourself getting stronger. It builds your confidence because you never thought you could do the things that you're doing. And what I love about the, this training program is it's about basic body movements. It's things you do in everyday life, push, pull, hinge, squat, lunge. Um, you're not doing one muscle group in isolation. No bicep um, curls, even though. No bicep curls. We have, we have, believe it or not, uh, so when I was ordering equipment for the, for the new year, um, I ordered <laughs> two of these, they're called trees, right? And basically it's like the, 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 the object you place the weight plates on at gyms. And um, somehow, I don't know if Amazon got confused or if I clicked the wrong thing. I don't think I did. But they sent us a bicep machine, like a bicep curling machine, like something that right. like Arnold Schwarzenegger would use. Right, like when and in it, life do you do of, just a bicep curl? Well, yeah, bodybuilding. Like, That's it, body right? Uh, just well, a little I, side right. note of, of humor. And uh, I don't think I could stack weights on it. Well, at least not for storage. So we have a bicep machine at the gym if anyone right. wants it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. But yeah, going to that, like bodybuilding. Like we are here... You're here to improve your body and your health, not to be a bikini, you know, model. A G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. I'm not yeah. here to be a G.I. Jane. Um, so, yeah, it's huge for me to feel stronger, feel more confident. Um, people have said that I actually hold myself differently. You know, at work, I feel so much more confident, and I, I do. I, I feel better about myself, so. Right. And it, let's, that's fantastic. We're going to dig more than that. Last thing on um, what we were talking about with tracking, like even if you're you're doing our team training program, like yeah. how incredible is that to track? Because you you do get stronger from metabolic workouts if you are progressing the weights. And how do you know if you're progressing the weights if you track, track. it? Yeah, if you put it down right. Because if you're taking a general strength class and you're not tracking the weights, you could say you're getting stronger. You could probably do a little bit more than you used to do, but how do you really know? Right. Unless you're tracking, right? And you're, you're, you're relying on your mind, which, you know, my mind, I was in such denial. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was doing such and such. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what I did. I'm like mommy brain. So, yeah, I have to write it all down. Right. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if just, – just a side note on that because I, I think that there's that's awesome. One of the biggest misconceptions is tracking because a lot of people take, like, class programs, body pump and other things like that. And I'm not debating whether I like those programs or not, but they don't track the weight. So – you may use a little bit more, but when did you use it? Why did you use it? Things like that, you know. If it's a, right. if, if it's like our team training program, which is built for strength and progression and endurance, you get a little bit of everything because it is a general program. It's not a custom program like personal training. You can't there there is no unless you're on your plan, you're doing the plan, right? 
and that's the thing with with like a team training program. Right. But you can still track and progress and get stronger, leaner, drop body fat, and, and go as long as you're tracking. So yeah, I just wanted to. I know you brought that up, so I thought yeah. I'd really reinforce the value in tracking. Yeah, just like you could talk about tracking food, which could be a totally another topic. Yeah. Because I have I have so many issues with tracking. Maybe our next podcast. Oh my god, maybe our next podcast because I have lots of tips about that. So here we are. You have, or not here, but there we were. There we were. You had developed this incredible physique that at a weight that last time you were there was not the same shape, right? Right. And then you had maintained, and it was months, and you started getting more involved in the gym, and then, you know, I, I probably pushed you a little bit, but I think you wanted to do it. Yeah, because, you know, everyone kept up, what are you doing? How are you, what are you eating? What are you, and... I wanted to help so many more women. Once I figured this out, I'm like, I want to scream it from the mountaintops and share with everyone. It was not magic. Like what we have going on here at Action Fitness is not magic. It's real. It's real life. It's real results. And we're real women. And how best to do that? Become a personal trainer myself. That way I do the science behind it. I did the studying, um, took the exam past the exam. I'm so proud of myself, which, you know, that's yet another thing. Like I, I have issues like starting knitting projects and never finishing. I'm like, this time it was different. This time I signed up, I scheduled the test, I studied so hard. And my husband was so supportive and family. You know, I would go off to the library on the weekend afternoons and study for a couple hours, you know, and my daughter had note cards and I made note cards and you know, we kind of all got involved in it in some respect. You know, I was having them do the overhead squat um, thing so I could do their, you know, evaluate their form, et cetera. Anyway, but yeah, I became a personal trainer because I really wanted to share with everyone else, what I've learned so that they can achieve their goals too. So cool. It's and that, huge. And she's super involved here at the gym and also helps me run the online coaching program for women that unfortunately are not in the area but are looking for the same exact benefits. Because yeah. like we said before, it's yeah, it's great to have someone watching and form and stuff, but when it comes down to it, a coach does not necessarily need to count your reps or you know, pinpoint every little thing. It's it's about the whole journey, and that's where that's what coaching is. You know, mentoring and coaching. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's one of the biggest success principles when it comes to um, be, being successful with weight loss and maintenance, and, and a lot of other areas of life. Um, so let's now let's go. We've told a lot of stories, and we have many more for our next few episodes. But let's talk about. Or my three simple steps to reach any goal, especially in January. And the first step is that we have to define what we really want, right? And a lot of us say, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Oh, I want to get healthier. I want to fit into the pink dress that I showed you the first time we met. Now you get, now you're getting where I'm thinking, right? So we have to attach and be honest with ourselves. A lot of times, it's BS. We're 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 not we're just not sitting on the surface with what we're thinking. Realistically, like when I gained thirty pounds over the course of a year, I wanted to feel good about myself when I looked in the mirror and not feel like I like shit. No, excuse my language right. there, but that is that was my what I wanted to feel attractive because I didn't feel attractive, and and I you know that may be what. If, if weight loss is your goal, maybe that is what you're working towards or it could be something else, you know? So that's step number one. The second step is defining why what, or what has been stopping us, right? What has been holding us back? Time, money, 
that could it's be all. right, or it could be something even deeper than that. You know, maybe we didn't we gained weight and we gained it because we went through a bad breakup and we deep down inside didn't want to get close to anyone, so we kept that weight on as our as our shield, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's that's kind of probably where so I no was. So no one else would be attracted. Right, exactly. It's safe, you know. But it th- see that's what keeps the weight on because. You know, we could follow some diet plan or start showing up to the gym. Some weight's going to fall off, but we're, our habits are going to kick back in, to, mm-hmm. you know, on a deeper level. And that weight's going to come back on. That shield's going to pick back up. Right. Right. We're going to self-sabotage. And, you know, I mean, that may not be your case. I'm just giving you my personal life example um, because this is what I've gone through. And then we have to make some type of commitment. And that commitment, once we've been honest with ourselves in, this, in, in these regards, um, why we want what we want, what it is specifically, and what's been stopping us, and, and let that out to you know in some way to the world, to ourselves at least, be honest with ourselves. The last step to lock that in after we've had the mindset shift is to make some type of commitment that you know you burn the bridge behind you, you sail up to the island, and, and your boat sinks. You're stuck there. You have no other. You have no other way out. I personally did a. Physique competition, which is like bodybuilding without the speedos. I gotta wear. I, gotta I was wear, like, "Oh my god, John, are you gonna wear a speedo?" I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, god. I worked my legs hard. No, so so I made a commitment and I publicly announced that. And uh, thankfully, I have incredible members here at the gym, and they were fully supportive of me and my my painful journey to lose thirty pounds in twelve weeks, which was not very much fun. No, it was not fun at all. Um, we were so moody. <laughs> with the cold po- all the time. Right, I was very cold. <laughs> The point is the principles are still there, um, and, it, and it helped me get my fire back, my commitment. I was honest with myself. I felt good mentally and physically, and here I am today. Yeah, because you had a lot of drive doing that. Yeah. I mean, as a pain in the ass as you were. I had no option. I, <laughs> you were so committed. You were fully, you I were had, all in. I had no option. I, I told the world, and a driver for me is I don't like letting people down. So when I tell the world I'm going to do it, and I show them the journey and how I'm doing it. It, uh, yeah, it was that, pretty impressive. It was cope. It helped me cope because yeah. it was tough. I I don't have any bodybuilding friends really. I I don't have a bodybuilding gym to go hang out with. What that makes it easy where everyone's eating chicken and spinach all day. Right. You know I'm I'm the real guy in a real world. And let's let's talk about yours to finish up. So, what was your why? Like why you wanted to get healthy? Sure. I wanted to get healthy. Why? Uh, okay, like, I'm gonna go into this kind of deep. deep be, I'll tell you a little bit deep there. I mean, not even a little bit deep. But you know, at, looking like my mom was painful for me because that is not attractive. And I thought, you know, how am I attractive to my husband? I mean, we love each other, but I'm like, now he's just like, oh my God, Celeste, you can't get enough of me, which is a little in the different side of things. But going on the podcast, you, you know. How, I know. <laughs> but I had to tell you how much I love that again. That I he he loves being with me and going out with me. And like when I wear, he's like, oh Celeste, what are you gonna wear to whatever? And you know, I went to a wedding recently, and I wore a dress that was sleeveless. And you could see my arms. He's like, oh, my God, Celeste, your arms look so good. I'm like, yes. Um, but that's huge. I mean, it was never that before. It was like, okay, does this look okay? And I'm asking because it was way too tight. And he has to just kind of say, yeah, you look fine. And I know, like deep down you know. And then when you start looking good and feeling good, it's like, yes, 
you know, that's, anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of deep. But that's, but it's but that's not, a real it's still thing. Surface, but you do, you want to be attractive. And like and I you're said, not alone he's like, that. you, I got my wife back. And it, that means a lot. And he, when he puts his arms around me, I mean, he got to the point where he was putting his arm around me and he's kind of big. Now he can like fully wrap his arms all around. I'm like, I'm lit. I feel little again. And you know what? I'm going to go even deeper. As my daughter is getting older and she's getting to be adolescent and beautiful and thin, I also thought, oh my God, you know, I was that. She's like a little mini me. And like, how did I let myself get here? I'm, I, and I have to be honest, now we can wear the same tops, not the same bottoms. She's got like <laughs> such a little butt. But, you know, that is deep too. I have this adolescent who's this gorgeous girl and I'm like, I let myself get fat. You know, I didn't, I didn't want that. I wanted to be Celeste. So what was your, what was stopping you? Really stopping I, you? Really stopping, uh, fear of not being able to do it because I had tried so many things and I, I felt like such a failure. I, I felt like a failure as a mother for a lot of reasons. Other deep reasons we're going to go into in a different podcast because as moms, it is such a hard place to always take care of another human being from the moment you get pregnant and have to take, you know, prenatal vitamins and make sure you're eating this and don't eat soft cheeses. I mean, you're so bombarded with how much you have to provide for this next person. It is too overwhelming to even take care of yourself. It, it's too much. So you and, have to be honest about that, right? Right. And how dare you take care of yourself when you should be taking care of someone else? I mean, it's input from other people too, in-laws, family members, friends, you know, other stay-at-home moms or other working moms. Um, there is so much competition to have, you know, the best kids or, you know, whatever. And at the sacrifice of yourself. And I, I couldn't keep doing that because I was killing myself. And the commitment you made, I think we all know. There's a well, there's a few parts to that. First was Weight Watchers, right? Yeah. But then, then you, actually, I knew you I made three commitments. <laughs> you you made the Weight Watchers commitment. Then you recommitted on another level with an exercise program. When I I just did team training or boot camp, as we used to call it. Yep. And then I did. The, and then the you recommitted at, the, at an even higher level. Invest even more in yourself, time, money, you name it, motion, everything. With our personal training program. Yeah. And then you, you even made another commitment. Of becoming a personal trainer. Well, when you completely threw out the book with your nutrition and um, and, yeah. and and took on like a whole 30 paleo kind of approach, right? Right. And I had to really figure out what worked for me. And then what's – I think honestly you becoming a personal trainer had a massive part in you re-solidifying your commitment to the new you because – I mean, as personal trainers, we have to maintain a healthy lifestyle. We have right, to be right. relatively lean. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, we set the set the bar, set a new bar for ourselves. Right. Because I do. I mean, as much as I didn't want to think other people wanted me to fail, they kept watching. Yeah. They're watching. I work in a school over the summer. You know, I didn't see most people, and they come back. They're wait. They're wondering. What's, what's going to tell is, the? What's going to make the news? Weight? Right. Did Celeste? Yeah. What's the rumor when everyone comes back? So. So anyway. You went all in. I you went. went all in. You did go all in. Over time, you did more at a higher and higher level. Yeah, yeah and you can too. Exactly. Because I never thought I could. <laughs> so let's go over the three simple steps to reach your goal in January. Write them Step down. Step number one. 
Coach Celeste. Define what you want. Right. And this has to be like, like Celeste and I shared from our personal journeys and lives, not the surface level stuff that doesn't really hurt to say. It's got to be pretty painful usually because that's, that's your motive. That's your driver, right? You're in a yeah. position where you, it is painful to, to be honest about whatever that may be for you. Um, and, and being honest with yourselves and others in, from that is, is really the first step. Step number two, what do we want to find is what is stopping us. And not to make this a psychology lesson, but that's usually on a pretty deep level. It's something that may have happened in the past that we that triggers a self-sabotage. Maybe we don't believe we deserve it or that we want to protect ourselves or whatever it may be. We choose to remain comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable, as I like to call it, and in a uh, state that we don't feel the pain. We're numb from it, right? Yeah, in denial. And then how do we lock it in? we, we got to make a commitment. Right. At, a, at what level? Very. At full. Oh, full in. You gotta jump in the deep end right. when the water's cold on Memorial Day. <laughs> even exactly, that's how uncomfortable that's what it it's should like. be. And it, even if that commitment is you sharing with the people in your life that you that you love and know love you these things, and then committing to them that you're gonna do this for yourself, be it, just start start running every day, something, eating healthier, committing to some type of shift or change. That's what you have to do because if you do the same things over and over again with that old definition of insanity, that's pretty much what you're looking at. So take those three steps to heart because uh, I've helped our woman in our online program do that and it's made all the difference. I've done it myself. Celeste has done it herself. It's made all the difference. And then even the woman at our gym, I recently pushed to do it and uh, I saw some massive shifts and there were women completely on a different uh, path than they were two months ago. So. Celeste, any, how would you like to end today's oh. first podcast? <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to be doing this podcast. I hope you guys get great benefit from it. Love to hear feedback. Um, love talking to you, John, of course, sharing stories and inspiring you guys because you have to believe in yourself, make the commitment. You are going to do it. You will, be, you will be successful. Until next week, Coach John Casto and...